let's be real. Lawsuits are no fun, but with Paulson and Nace, at least they are a little easier. With two DC-born partners, Paulson and Nace will fight for you the way only a Washingtonian could. Paulson and Nace handles medical malpractice, wrongful death, and other complex injury cases involving negligence. So if you have been hurt or lost a loved one because of someone else's mistake or negligence, call Paulson and Nace for a no-obligation consultation. Visit www.paulsonandnace.com or call 202-463-1999. Today on CityCast DC. So we've all heard that misconception about young people being apathetic when it comes to government and politics. But more and more young folks, like Maxwell Frost, who recently became the youngest congressman ever, are running for elected office. Here in DC, at just 18 years old, Quentin Colon Roosevelt is the youngest ANC rep in the city's history, a position he holds while also attending high school. Quentin joins me today to tell us about juggling being a full-time student and elected official. Today is Monday, April 3rd. I'm Bridget Todd, and this is what DC's talking about. Quentin, you are the youngest elected official in D.C. How did that happen? Uh, I got very lucky, definitely. I got really involved in like local D.C. politics uh, around like February 2022. That was last year. I started volunteering for Aaron Palmer, who ran for council chair. And then my council member, Mary Che, dropped out of the Ward 3 council race sort of abruptly. And I worked for my friend's mom, Trisha Duncan. I was her field and communications advisor. So I was like tweeting for her and helping her run events and stuff. And so I got really involved in like local DC politics that way. And her campaign manager was the youngest elected official in DC before me. And he really encouraged me to run. His name's Christian. He now works for Matt Freeman, but he was the ANC commissioner for American University just a couple blocks from my house. So I know that you do all of this on top of actually still being in high school. How does this work? Yes. How do you juggle everything? It's really tough. I've learned time management pretty well, but I am still getting better at it every single day. There is some, you know, like I have emails I have to respond to. I also have teachers I have to respond to and I have homework I have to do and I have to write resolutions. I actually need to get in a resolution for our next ANC meeting. But it's, it's very tough. It is a lot of work. I didn't completely expect it to be this much work when I signed up. But it's also, I think, it's a volunteer position and it's basically the amount of work and the amount of things you get out of it is just how much time you're willing to put into it. So there are some ANC commissioners who you don't really care and will just show up for the meetings and vote and stuff like that. And then there's some ANC commissioners who are always doing neighborhood cleanups and stuff like that. So there's there are different levels you can take with the role. And I'm trying to figure out which one works best for me as someone who's still in high school still. Yeah, I, I bet. I can only imagine with all of the ANC work that you're doing, school, and then also just being a young person who has things going on I'm in their life. I'm trying to have a little bit of a life too, yeah. Have there ever been times where your work with ANC has sort of gotten in the way of your work of being a normal high school kid where you couldn't go to a dance or a soccer game that you wanted to go to? I don't think so. I, th- I think luckily, you know, I, try, I again, I really try to handle all this stuff during the week. Our ANC meetings are on Wednesdays, though it is weird that I might have class pretty early on Thursday morning and our ANC meeting last Wednesday went until 1 a.m. And so I got home pretty late for high schooler and I was not doing anything 
that fun or anything. I was just sitting around with my other ANC commissioners and we were debating and we were voting on resolutions and stuff like that. So it's, it's a very different lifestyle, but I don't think it has taken away that much from being a normal teenager so far. But it definitely is a lot of work. And so I really do have to prioritize and figure out, I'm going to spend this much time responding to emails today. I'm going to spend this much time working on this resolution I want for our next meeting. I'm going to spend this much time on my homework. And hopefully I'll have some time to hang with my friends afterwards. <laughs> It's time to get dressed up, DC. So Others Might Eat is having its Young Professionals Network Spring Soiree that's to help raise funds for homelessness in DC. The gala is on the evening of May 17th at the National Museum of Women in the Arts. There will be live music from DJ Heat from the Washington Wizards, photo booths, food, and even a special appearance by a former actor from Pretty Little Liars. Wow. There will also be a canned food drive, so be sure to bring a few cans to support Sum's Food Pantry. Grab tickets before they're gone at sum.org slash spring soiree. That's S-O-M-E dot O-R-G slash spring soiree. See you there. Okay, so for folks who might not know, what exactly is the ANC? Can you explain it to us like we're in high school? So it's like the lowest level of local government in D.C. It's a volunteer position. It's an unpaid role. You represent sort of your neighborhood. It's supposed to be. So it's around 2,200 people. And you sit on this thing called an advisory neighborhood commission. And basically, the whole thing is the ANC only has advisory powers over D.C. government agencies, which means that we can send letters to them. We can request things from them. They don't have to listen, but they at least have to respond. So even if they don't agree with us, they have to tell us why they disagree. And so that's pretty important. We can send stuff to DDOT and to, you know, urban forestry and to the Department of Buildings, and they have to respond on whether they agree with us or not. So it is a really great way to, like, provide really local oversight of government. And then there's also stuff that is delegated to the ANC. That's zoning regulations. If someone needs, like, a variance to build an addition on their house when it wouldn't be allowed right now, they need a setback or something like that, they have to go through us. If they need a liquor license for their restaurant or bar, they have to go through us. And then also DDOT tends to defer to the ANC on a lot of stuff in their neighborhood. So that's like bike lanes, bus lanes, stuff like that. They really want to make sure that the residents around wherever these th- new you know, things are being put in have a voice in that process and they delegate that voice to be the ANC. How have the other commissioners been re- reacting to you? Like, do you feel like your voice is heard? Yeah, very well. I mean, I'm very lucky that I have a commission that we're all very good friends, I think. We disagree sometimes here and there, definitely, but we still all are really supportive of each other and we're really communicative and it's really great. Two of them are actually my best friends growing up's mom. So Trisha, after she lost her War Three Council race, ran for the ANC. And she also convinced my friend Alex and Brendan's mom, Marilyn Nowak, to run for ANC. So I'm on the ANC with two of my friend's moms, which is really funny. And they're really nice to me all the time. You know, Trisha drives me places and stuff. She's great. Everyone is just really nice and we're really supportive of each other. And we're even if we disagree on things, we all want what's best for our area of D.C. and for D.C. at large. So we really are trying to work together here. What is your specific neighborhood like in D.C.? Yeah, so I live in a neighborhood called Spring Valley. 
It's very nice. It's a lot of massive houses. I don't think we have a single unit of affordable housing. We don't have a single unit, like multifamily house, which I think is pretty terrible when it comes to, you know, increasing housing density in the district. You have these areas that sort of everyone has a massive house, but there's a lot of green space. There are a lot of trees. It's pretty great. Everyone has a car, which isn't amazing. There's like not very good, you know, bus transportation or metro. I usually take like the AU shuttle runs like three blocks from my house to the Tenley Town metro station. So that's how I get around mostly. But yeah, I would love to increase the bus service here. But most people drive. But most people are really nice. We do have, I think, a slightly older population than most neighborhoods in D.C. A lot of people come here to raise their kids because we have really good elementary schools and middle schools and high schools, like public schools in Ward 3. So a lot of people come here to go to the schools here. But it's a really nice neighborhood. We have a lot of really nice people. What do your constituents say about your representation in the ANC? They've all been really supportive. I've, I've had a lot of people who, like, I didn't know before because I... It's not entirely Spring Valley. I have like parts of Kent and the Palisades, which are like the neighborhoods to the south of us. And so there are people I didn't know before. But they, they, I had people call me like, hi, you don't know me, but I'm just really excited. Uh, if you need any help with anything, please let me know. And everyone's just been really supportive. They seem to really like what I'm doing. I try not to do anything too controversial on the ANC. I think there is like a general consensus. Everyone here is pretty liberal and pretty progressive. And we all want the same thing for DC. We all really love our city and we really want to see the city thrive. And you, you will have people who disagree with you on things. But in general, it's been a really positive reaction to everything I do. How much younger are you than the other commissioners? I'm not sure of everyone's age. I think most of them are in their late 40s, early 50s. We have Chuck Elkins has been there for a while. I think he might be in his you know late 70s, early 80s. I think Bernie Horn is also maybe in his 70s. I think the next closest person is probably in his mid-40s. So I am a solid 30 years younger than most of them, at least maybe more. What are some of the issues that you've been bringing to the table that maybe the others aren't really thinking about or like are not on their radar? Because I imagine that because of your age, people might see it as a hindrance, but there are also probably issues that you have specific insight into because of your age. Some of the other commissioners, you know, they moved here when they were adults. I've been through the D.C. public school system. So I think I have a a lot of knowledge when it comes to that and the charter schools and stuff like that. Uh, So I... And I have a lot of friends at a lot of the D.C. public schools that have a lot of issues, like at Wilson, now Jackson Reed. I have a lot of friends who go there, and so they can tell me about stuff that's going on there and some issues there. There's, you know, a problem with buses, picking up kids who have, you know, IEPs or 504s. That's something that Aussie's supposed to handle. They're not handling very well right now. So I do get a lot of insight into, like, school-related issues through that because of my age and because, you know, all of my friends are in D.C. public and public charter schools. The other commissioners do know a lot about D.C., and, and in many ways they're more insightful than me. Like, I've never built a home. I've never had to request a variance or anything like that. So they know a lot more about that stuff than I do. And so I think we're sort of supplying the knowledge that we have to each other. And we're just trying to make sure everyone's on a sort of level field when it comes to stuff like this. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. How did you get into politics? Because I've heard a rumor that it kind of runs in your family. Yeah, it does. It does a little bit. So my full last name is Quentin Colonna Roosevelt. My dad's from Puerto Rico. My mom was a member of the Roosevelt family. So I get both last names. It's kind of cool. It's a little long. Not a lot of young people, I would imagine, are spending their free time volunteering for public office. What is it like to be spending your free time this way? I mean, it's really fulfilling. I mean, I think a lot of young people feel that they don't have a voice in like the political process. There's definitely an issue with that right now. I mean, you see the young people don't vote at the same rates that, you know, older generations do. That's a, a real problem. And a lot of my friends are like jaded with how the world is going right now and how you know climate change looks. And it doesn't really seem like there's much hope for us. But I'm seeing, you know, that I can actually make a difference at this level of very tiny local government. But it's actually it's really cool to see. It's really fulfilling. And it's really cool to see your voice be heard and actually, you know, see change happen in your neighborhood as a result of your actions. What do you like to do for fun when you're not doing politics or school? 
I listened to a lot of music. I was homeschooled for a while, and so I would like just do work and play albums all day. So I'm like obsessed with like Stevie Wonder and Bob Dylan and Bruce Springsteen and all of that. I listen to way too much music, so I'm very much a music nerd. I just like hanging out with my friends. I like watching movies and stuff. Like I'm, I'm a pretty normal person. Otherwise, I think I I love just like having long conversations with my friends at all hours of the night. I was at Georgetown until like 3 a.m. like on Saturday night. It was just really fun. I got to hang out with everyone. I got to see because I haven't seen in a while. And so some kid came up and he's like, hey, how's ANC stuff going? And I was like, oh, yeah. Do you really want to do that or do you just want to say that? Because it's funny. Um, but I try to be as normal as possible. I like a lot of normal teenage stuff, too. So for anyone listening, particularly young people who are thinking, wow, this sounds very fulfilling. I would like to do this. Do you have any advice for younger folks interested in running for public office? I'd say don't be as scared as you think you should be, basically. I, th I think I was very fearful when I first got into it, and I had to go around and ask for people's signatures in my neighborhood. And I knew a lot of people in my neighborhood already, but I still knocked on doors for people I didn't know. And there are some people who are going to be like, what? What are you talking about? Well, even what is an ANC? I don't know you. I'm not going to sign your petition, like whatever. I had a person who lives three blocks down from me that now I know who invited me into his house and we talked for like two hours and he was very nice and people are not as scary as they seem I think and especially people in your neighborhood and there a lot of people are really supportive of young people getting involved in politics a lot of people really want to see that so I think you'll find a lot of support in places you wouldn't expect definitely if you choose to run. Quentin Colon Roosevelt thank you so much for being here looking forward to keeping an eye on your political legacy in DC. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. And before you go, here's some quick news. A second city government employee has accused John Felchicchio, the mayor's former right-hand man, of sexual harassment. The woman is unidentified, but her attorneys say her story is extremely disturbing and reflects a long-standing pattern of sexual harassment by the former chief of staff. Felchicchio resigned last month after a different sexual harassment accusation came to light. Meanwhile, President Joe Biden says he would use his veto if Republicans try to overturn D.C.'s police reform bill. Last month, he let Congress block D.C.'s reform of its very old criminal code. This is all happening on the backdrop of the House Oversight Committee gearing up to intervene further in D.C.'s affairs. Our Friday Roundup covered the basics for you. And today's D.C. Life Hack is from Van Newkirk, a podcast host at The Atlantic. He joins us on tomorrow's episode about how the 1968 riots forever changed D.C., and his tip is that Washingtonians should take full advantage of the MLK Library. It's got museum exhibits, cozy meeting rooms, and free coffee, plus some incredible archival footage that he told us about in tomorrow's episode. So be sure to tune in. That's all for today here on CityCast DC. And if you enjoyed the show, why not tell your favorite young person? We'll be back tomorrow morning with even more news from around the city. Talk to you then. younger than you are the other commissioners or how much Older. younger how much how much <laughs> younger are you than the other commissioners let me rephrase that um <laughs> <laughs>